0: You're listening to the Counting Lights
1: Podcast with Chris Gummity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. And we're back with the Counting Lights Podcast. Bam, smile for TikTok, Chris. Open up that can. Yeah. 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 Miller Light. The podcasters drink Miller Light. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, guys. We were just doing a TikTok. Waiting, our, um, wait, waiting on our uh, first group of ads
1: from uh, Anchor. Hey, yeah, we got to. Uh, we actually got to thank uh, everybody over uh, every listener uh, right now for Counting Lights because of you. Counting Lights is now sponsored and monetized. We just got done with all the nitty gritty details with Anchor, and we're gonna get our first uh, sponsors. So, guys, thank you so much. Everybody that listens to this. We appreciate you. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we've got Counting Lights stickers uh, ordered. we got shirts on the way. Stickers are actually here.
0: Come out to our our comedy shows. Come out to our uh, live wrestling events. And we will let you know when uh, we will be at future wrestling events. So you can come out and see us. Grab a sticker. Say hello. And spread the word about the podcast, please. Spread, podcast.
1: spread the word. We've got a bunch of exciting episodes and guests coming up. Now on today's show, uh, we're going to be talking about AEW's purchase of Ring of Honor. We're going to be talking about the Hardys back in AEW. We're going to talk about our comedy show Wednesday night, Unfiltered night. Un- for you. And uh, But first, let's talk about... Um, um, what happened? Uh, we recorded this on Saturday, so uh, last night uh, a major WWE superstar, uh, Big E, um, oh God, hell of a bump he took, broke his neck last night. Um, so what know.
0: happens when you take bumps on your head?
1: <laughs> it was a belly to belly. It wasn't called neck to mat. <laughs> Tuck that chin, kid. Tuck the chin. Um, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna be You're doing fine, TikTok man. videos throughout. Yeah, man. Tuck your chin, bro.
0: Come on. You went up in the air, head up, look at the ceiling and tuck your chin, so my
1: friend. You tuck your chin. I actually, I think it was, I mean, to me at least, and I don't know what I'm talking about, but it seemed like the belly, the belly could have been done better.
0: Yeah. It was a little rough and it. it looked like maybe the timing was off just a bit outside. Mm-hmm. So, But what? thank
1: God. So he, he had an update on uh, on his twitter he posted a video he can move his limbs and his fingers and everything and as of today no surgery required so maybe like a neck stinger you think
0: yeah you know um, i've had those um, got my first uh, pinched nerve in my neck uh, and uh playing little league football
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and
0: uh, and that that kind of haunted me my whole football career um you know when you get something like that what happens is that nerve gets pinched and yeah. it completely cuts off the basically electricity to your uh, upper extremities. Jesus. And uh, and I've, I've I've seen guys that uh, took some bad bumps and uh, kind of couldn't move their legs for a little bit. Yeah. You know, it depends on where you where you're getting that stinger, but in the neck usually it's an upper body issue. So if you get a stinger in your neck and it's uh, you know, it's as long as it's not a compression. You know, if you if you land right on your head, you you probably remember the bump that uh, Steve Austin took from uh, Owen Hart.
1: That was an infamous neck injury. Yeah,
0: so uh, that that was a compress, complete compression. Mm-hmm. And but you could see that Big E kind of landed on the side of his head, and and uh, and that usually uh, ends up being one of the first kind of vertebrae in your neck and god that can be scary because uh you know you get that you get one of those first couple vertebrae. it can cut off you know if you comp- compress it and and uh it's bad enough you know it can, can paralyze you from you know quadriplegic I, situation I'll, you know you know
1: seeing the footage and and everything going down first of all and i always trash you know the wrestling fan base, right? But uh, WWE no, wrestling fan. Well, base no, just wrestling fan base in general. You know they had to cancel access. They canceled access this year. WrestleMania access. No, I did not know. There's so. no uh, there's no fan meet and greet. Really? And, and you know, all these fans are wondering, right, well, let's take a look at the past couple of years. We've had stalkers. We've had people attack the wrestlers it's during been, Raw. It's
0: been, it's got it's an, you know, it's an unusual time because especially, you know, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Especially with the social media, everybody kind of feels like they're part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
1: everybody feels like uh, they know they know wrestling and they know the business and you get on TikTok or Twitter or whatever. Right. Everybody's got something to say.
0: Everybody kind of feels like they're part of the group mm-hmm. and, you know, being, knowing the behind the scenes now, you know, not when I was in the business buddy. Yeah. Like you kept everybody at uh, arm's length and, uh, you know, we had good security. I mean, you know, uh, you know, uh, Bill Covel from, uh, you know, World Class kind of did a really great job and kind of coordinating all the, uh, um, you know, the, the the security, you know, and kind of set a huge bar because he was private security for all the Von Erics. And, uh, Fritz, well, what,
1: what I was going to say, and I hate to interrupt you there, and I don't want anybody, now that we have listeners in other sure. countries, and, and that's crazy to me, I want to say the WWE fan base or just the wrestling fan base in general on Twitter said, uh, very sweet things about Big E. I don't think anybody said anything inappropriate. It was a collective, like, oh, my God. Dude, get better. Nobody was blamed. Nobody, and, and yeah. it you was know. a
0: mistake. Listen, the guys that you work with, usually it's funny because the guys that you do work with on a regular basis become, gosh, like really important to you in your daily life. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys that you, I know the, the relationships that I built in the business, the best relationships I built were guys that I competed with, you know, one-on-one on a daily basis, you know, and, yeah. and the more that you, you start to trust them, you start to know that they're out there to take care of you and you're out there to take care of them. And, you know, you want to put on a good show and you want it to look uh, stiff and, and it's, it's uh, that's, you really build a solid, Kind of partnership with those individuals, and I'm sure that uh, that was not anything intentional.
1: No, you know, it's one of those like shit happens types of. And I have had
0: situations where I wrestled with people that I didn't quite get along with. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, this might be a little extra stiff. But there's there's always this mutual respect. There's a mutual respect, you know. And you're dead. You're dead on about with social media being out there that fans think they're in their know that they're in the know. And that not only are they fans, but they are, uh, you know, part of the business. Sure. And let me tell you something, as a mark, that was brought in. (laughs) Because I've been brought into these wrestling locker rooms now. For you to be brought into the back,
0: especially in your 30s when you've been around, when you've watched the wrestling business, it changed
1: your perspective. It did. It changed my perspective a whole lot. First of all, I had no business. I had no business, I mean, other than the podcast, no business being around some of the names I was around. Right. Like, it would have been a no-no if I wasn't associated <laughs> with the podcast.
0: Well, you you would have seen, you, back in the day, bro, back in the day. Be like,
1: who the fuck is this? Yeah, I remember. Andre would have chased me out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Baby oil, fucking. <laughs> Boss, got,
0: what you doing here? What
1: you doing? Um, just. It's a it's a totally different perspective. Like I've seen stuff most fans haven't, right. and I'm gonna keep the kayfabe. I'm not gonna say what I've seen. Yeah, but
0: it's just uh, you know, kind of. It's nice for you to really kind of see the uh, back workings of what happens, and and you and honestly. The, the places you've been and the things that you've seen, you haven't really seen. You haven't
1: sat. I haven't seen. I, I've, I've you just haven't seen sat
0: in in the finish room mm-hmm. and seen how the finishes are called. And so that's, that's a whole other aspect of how it works.
1: I've only seen just a little piece, right. you know, and I haven't even seen it on the grandest stage, right. you know, like national. Like if I was in the WWE locker room, one, I know no pictures. I know that much for sure. But it put it into perspective for me. It, it I, I've lost the, and I hate to say this, but the eight-year-old in me is dead. You know? When I'm back there and I see what's going on, it's just like, okay, I got to be just as professional, and I got to just ignore everything I'm seeing, ignore the people around me right now, and their importance to me and my job. Like, when we had Jeff Jarrett, and we've had Teddy Long and Mark Henry— that little part of me that's eight years old is just freaking so out. You're like, Holy needs shit, they're to actually die. Out here, right? yeah. yeah. No, it, it's just, Hey, it's podcaster time. They are human. You're human. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, then you're,
0: then you're a broadcaster. Then you're a marketing person. Then
1: you're a salesperson. Yeah.
0: And so, and you um, don't want
1: your guest freaked out and you don't want the other wrestlers freaked out that you're walking around backstage. And you the know?
0: more you become comfortable then those, uh, you know, it's, you always, you always have a guest leave. And you're like, man, I wish I'd, I'd asked him this.
1: I mean, yeah, you know. But, I mean, there were there were there were things I wanted to ask Jeff Jarrett, but we're well, not if that. We would have had Jeff for hours.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had, uh, I, you know, the time that Jeff and I spent here in Dallas, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the times that you know he, he Jeff and I are about the same age. Mm-hmm. We're within. He a looks
1: way better.
0: Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing what money will do for you.
1: <laughs> by the way, we gotta throw out a thank you to Jeff Jarrett. In a uh, recent episode of the My World Podcast, Jeff Jarrett name drops Chris Germany and then and cool. and Chris texts me like a little fucking boy on Christmas that just got the present he always. wanted. Well, you know, wanted. when you're
0: when you listen to these podcasts and, you and, never it's, expect. and, it's, and it's happened it happened with Steve Austin's mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, when he had uh, Spanky on, yeah, yeah, and Spanky mentioned Kit and I as his uh, his first trainers, mm-hmm. and uh, so that happened. And uh, and but to to be listening to a podcast because you enjoy the content, yeah, because you enjoy the information, you don't expect. You know, for someone that uh, you know, I, I, I had I had a moderate success in the wrestling business, but you when you get away from the wrestling business, you think everybody forgets you immediately. Mm. I mean, I've had I've had guys that are huge were huge stars in the eighties. Thank you. You think anybody cares anymore? You know what I'm saying yeah, yeah like yeah. you don't think any you don't think that you made the impact you don't think you left on other people right yeah. uh, on other people that uh, you know it, it made a difference and you know and I've getting stopped in grocery stores of people that were fans of mine when I was in the wrestling business oh. and, and you know they want to stop and talk and you know and you've seen the marks come up to me at some of these shows
1: and, <laughs> well you're you, you're Chris Germany yeah. you're the farmer <laughs> and Texas, Texas heavyweight like champion. Yeah. You think uh, you think there will be a battle royal with all the former Texas heavyweight champions. Chris's body language is like yeah, oh, Jesus. I just... can see why WrestleMania access is fucking canceled. <laughs> huh? So, you know, you don't think
0: of it, but to see to hear uh, Jeff mentioned my name, uh, you know, with Conrad Thompson on his podcast. It was really
1: cool. It's That is pretty cool. And if you're listening to the podcast now because you heard Chris Gemini's name, welcome. I'm Dan. No one gives a shit about me. No yeah, one mentions.
0: Yeah, Dan's the. Uh, Jeff
1: Jarrett said, yeah, he had a little mark with him. It was adorable.
0: Couldn't He had, un- he had some old woman with yeah, him.
1: Some, <laughs> some old boyish looking woman. Some old broad is his, his co-host. <laughs> But no, but like you know, uh, and, and you're, but you're absolutely right about you know fans, and they've taken it, you know, it's for a couple of years, it's gone a little bit too far, and I can see why WrestleMania access is is getting canceled. So because they're
0: just uh, completely pulling away. I guess it's for. So they mentioned for safety reasons, or did they?
1: Uh, I don't know. From from what I heard, WrestleMania travel package owners, you know, they get their little. Uh, packages with the hotel accommodations and all that stuff. But they did have a letter saying that the WrestleMania access meet and greets and all that Hmm. um, are over with. Um, There will be like an exclusive store that will open up WrestleMania week that you can go and you can buy merchandise and stuff.
0: If I know how Vince McMahon works, there's money involved (laughs) somewhere, somehow. (laughs) Uh, gonna, keep that store open. Yeah, there's going to be some way that they can
1: make money off. They of. got us. We got to sell those. I was there T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what it's going to be. The store is going to be open. I don't know. Cause they, but my favorite thing wasn't the meet and greets. My favorite thing of WrestleMania Access was like you go and you see the cell. Or you see the... um, You get to walk down on
0: like a mock... uh, A mock Monday Night uh, Raw. Yeah, Yeah. where you get to do an entrance or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, you can do an
1: entrance. You can sit at the commentary table. They take your picture. I always liked that part of access. So I don't know if that's gone or not. I can't imagine why that would be gone. But um, yeah, the whole meet and greet thing officially swept. Okay, well... Done with. they They may know something we don't know. I mean no, just take a, I mean look at the guy that fucking look at the guy that attacked Seth Rollins just he's again we're this was like 10 episodes ago when we first mentioned him that guy is still walking around somewhere. Yeah. You know. And then you got all the horrible people I mean there are good people on Twitter but then there are horrible people yeah. on Twitter. Yeah everybody's got an opinion. So like what Why should you take the risk of one of those people on Twitter that takes things way too far being in line? You know, it's funny that, uh, you know,
0: uh, in a review of the episode that I actually listened to... Um, Jeff Jarrett's my world. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, what he was talking about, and the reason I wanted to listen—I don't listen to every episode, but I did want to listen to this particular. You do episode. now,
1: goddamn it! He mentioned your name. <laughs> I don't want
0: you missing a single. I—he uh, was actually talking about kind of the last days of world class championship wrestling, mm-hmm. and the switch from world class championship wrestling to USWA. Um, you know, the product that they were trying to get away from—you know, the tragedies of world class—and kind of make a new start and rebuild what had become uh, kind of a dead town, you know Dallas had really was really down at this point. yeah and I remember some of the small crowds we had to perform in front of um, you know on a Friday night or a Saturday morning TV taping mm-hmm. and uh, and they mentioned there some people don't know this, but oh here we go the way the sportatorium was set up it had sections. And there was one section, section D in the sportatorium, where all the heel fans would sit.
1: Oh, I like so that idea though. Were,
0: well, and it, it didn't. It wasn't organized that way. Yeah, but, but the they fans just started organizing <laughs> it that way. And they would actually come in and they would pre-buy their tickets. Sure. So the following week, the, 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 uh, the D section, it was a section that was right. Uh, by the heel, aisle. we had two aisles. We had an uh, aisle where the baby faces came down yeah. and then the aisle where the heels came down. And that was kind of, that was a section D over there. Where Man, all so the much you bring were.
1: that back. That's a, I love that concept. And and, I'm glad it was just the fans that did it but that, it was that the way. the fans but that organized it. We I like had, that. Like, they didn't have anything to do with it. That That's, would add so much more to, to Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, whatever, what have you. That would add so much more. And you know how they love when a match is like split. And you got one part of the crowd rooting for the heel, part of the crowd rooting for the face. If you organize that, the sound coming from that arena to the TV would just—that would just be amazing. And it
0: originally kind of started back in the Freebird Von Eric days. Oh, I'm days. sure. Yeah, yeah. And if you remember, if you were if you attended the Sportatorium in the '80s, um, you you remember there was a in section D at the top of section D was what we called the crow's nest. Yeah, and it was the cage. That we could access, all the boys could access from the locker room, and there was an area that we could go set up that was caged off, (laughs) that we could watch the show.
1: Sure, without getting bugged. Without getting bugged, and you
0: know, and and it started that uh, you know people who actually knew uh, some of the heels. That's where they would buy their tickets so that they could be close to the cage and they could see the boys and you know, talk to the boys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, some of them, you know, were involved in extracurricular activities. Sure, smoking weed. You can say smoking weed. Anyway, regardless. And so that's kind of the way it started out. But as as world-class switched over to USWA, the heel section of Section D in the Sportatorium became very, very vocal. Okay. And... Here's what and and it started to annoy some of the baby faces.
1: No shit.
0: And it got to the point that one ni- one night you got there, section D was roped off. Mm. And you couldn't sit in section D. So, what happened was those heel fans had to buy tickets in other sections. And they were all spread out, so it solved the problem for a small amount of time.
1: Yeah, but I until
0: those until those. But you, this is what you didn't. You are dealing with a dying territory. Sure, and and they're struggling, and and, and, and houses are down, and and people are you the know, gates down. You know and the yeah. Booker. The Booker at the time was, uh, um, well. Uh, Before before uh, Jarrett and Dundee kind of took over, the main booker was Eric Embry. Oh, okay. And he was kind of the top babyface in in the
1: area. And boy, I would love to have Eric Embry on the podcast. Well, Uh, maybe
0: we can get him on. Okay. Um,
1: uh, You know, he's
0: he's kind of a quiet guy
1: actually, out of outside the ring,
0: and and but uh, did have a real good mind for the business, and kind of he's the one that. Um, kind of orchestrated the whole pulling down of the U.S. of the uh, of the world class banners. Oh, really? And and, and uh, he was wrestling a gentleman. Uh, the The final uh, battle for world class versus USWA was um, Eric Embry was in a match with a um, the manager was Tojo Yamamoto.
1: Oh friend, wow! Okay. Who was a big, a
0: yeah, yeah. uh, huge, a uh, uh, huge? I uh, started out as a huge heel in Memphis and became a huge baby face, and uh, then uh, he was he was the heel manager, and the guy that he wrestled was uh, his protege, Tomo ya- Tojo, Tojo Yamamoto who had Py High. and it was actually Phil Hickerson <laughs> 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 dressed as a Japanese. Oh. <laughs> like uh, they painted little squinty eyes did on his eyes. Not, not,
1: not, aged well. <laughs> no, nah, did he not. was a big round man. Okay, that that's like it's like Pychu It's like Yokozuna being <laughs> to, Asian to
0: eliminate world class championship wrestling.
1: But let's go, let's go back to that idea being changed, where the fans sit, the heel fans sit in the heel section. and they changed that, and I think uh, that was a terrible move. Because you have something right there that the fans did organically. It's different. You can build mm-hmm. off of it. You can advertise that. Yeah, they didn't. And they re- ended it.
0: They didn't. They didn't. They didn't realize. I don't think they realized the goal, the gold that they had.
1: Yeah, because that's ahead time. of its right. time. Uh-huh. And yeah, the baby faces are getting upset because at the time, you know, wrestling fans aren't split on the heel and the baby face. Right. You know, but they're like right there. That was like the 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 light from the curtain right there you pull back the curtain clir- curtain all of a sudden you're ahead of your time uh, right there and that man what a what i'm sorry not to say it was a terrible idea i can see why the decision was made yeah
0: when you're when the top baby face who's trying to kind of uh, uh you know i'm doing air quotes save the company yeah you know what i'm saying sure and uh, and and when the when the baby face the rest of the crowd gets quiet and you hear uh the the heels the the heels (laughs) yell the hill section yell boring you know what i'm saying and like it really got to guys like Embry and chris adams and but in hindsight the guys who were
1: really trying to kayfabe the business but in hindsight that organic type of right could have saved oh nowadays it is it's you know but yeah but like
0: let's say i'm so what year was this so that would probably be, it was the year I got in the business, 1989.
1: So I, I, I'm a fan of 1989, all right? And like, I'm just checking out local promotions, whatever. Or, or Well, there I, was any I mean, local promotions. Well, no, that, yeah. I'm just in another right. state. And one of my other wrestling friends tells me, hey, man, we got to go to the fucking sportatorium because they sit, if you root for the bad guy, they sit you in a specific <laughs> right. section. You know, they, in hindsight, changing they that. They would actually seating. come in and
0: act- actually ask the ticket, can I get it in section D?
1: Yeah, that, see, in hindsight, they and shouldn't they were, have changed it. Of course.
0: It. it was all the, like, you know, all the guys that were drinking buckets of beer mm-hmm. and just getting shit faced and yelling at them. Trying, you know, kind of once again, it was to me, it's the beginning of the crowd being part of the show, yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? That's why. So, to
0: me, and, and for me, when I got in the business, it was like, oh, it's like, I it's like, all right, this is now I understand this, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, before, when you're not in the business, you're like, what are these assholes doing? <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> well, hey, uh, that's a great segue because one company that did have that organic type of heel fans, face fans. Uh, Ring of Honor, uh, uh, man, started in 2003. I mean, we we can talk about the, the greats that have come from there, CM Punk, Bryan Danielson, Samoa Joe, everybody, pretty much half the WWE roster, more than half of the AEW roster. Ring of Honor has been purchased by Tony Khan of AEW. He made the announcement a couple of Dynamites ago. And uh, the, the wrestling world is excited. Uh, I I'm pretty fucking they stoked. They were
0: kind of owned by a media company too. Uh yeah, they? Sinclair,
1: Sinclair right. Broadcasting Group. Um, but you know, ROH was just kind of was kind of the pandemic really took Ring of Honor out. It,
0: it, it really made them change the their their show. It, made, it They did. leaned they. Uh, Doubled down on the wrestling
1: side of the business. Well, so during the pandemic, they weren't doing anything. Then they were trying to come back, and just the pandemic kind of just ruined Ring of Honor. Hmm. Tony Khan actually outbid WWE on this on this deal. I don't. Ooh, I think WWE was going with it like we're not paying more than this, and Tony Khan said. I'll pay that. Right.
0: I'll pay $1 more.
1: <laughs> and you know like and let's go back to 2018. 2018 Triple H goes into Vince's office and says, "Let's buy Ring of Honor." What does Vince say? "No, I want to buy New Japan. I want to buy all these other promotions." Do they end up doing that? Mm-hmm. No. So here we go. Ring of Honor on the chopping block on the on the on the on, the, on stock on the market. And Tony Khan buys it. Uh, Tony Khan also has a deal with HBO Max going. HBO Max says, hey, AEW's got like three years of content, not enough content to really put it on the streaming service. So Tony Khan just bought a company with 20 years of content where you can go see your favorite AEW wrestler and their past matches. But not only that... WWE wrestlers and their past right. matches and now Vince can the beginning get of their career mm-hmm, and Vince does not own the footage. Well,
0: I tell you what, man, the landscape is changing, my friends.
1: I mean, now now you can go to HBO Max. You don't need to go to Peacock and see the WWE app with its hard navigation and all that bullshit. You can go to HBO Max, you can watch yourself a little bit of peacemaker with John Cena and then switch over to the rival company's content. That is this is 2022, and this yeah, is the making, wrestling universe we live in right now. He,
0: here's uh, he, here's what I see with the Con, with Tony Khan is that he kind of seems like he is ten steps ahead of what's going on. Now I have no idea how he does it because I mean, of course he's, he's a, a son of, guy. I mean, he's the son and, of a billionaire, well, and two he is, <laughs> he has grown up in this age. Mm-hmm. He is a millennial.
1: Sure. he is a he. He's about he four is, years older than me.
0: He does not know a world without uh, the iPhone. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, well, I mean, okay, yeah, he's I'm, in his thirties, but I'm saying right.
1: I, I, I know. But in your I had years, in your twenties. That's when it came out, and like you, actually, like uh, it, the iPhone came out when I was like mid-teens. I'll yeah, say that. So
0: I mean, to like that is you know that is the era of the early adopter sure and the and everyone who was th- of that age that saw the iPhone and the smartphone Blew our
1: fucking minds and
0: you wanted to know everything on how that that fucking computer in your pocket works. sure sure and so it's they they are students of it mhm you know and, and nowadays, it's, it's almost like I, it, it makes me wonder how my son's generation is going to, you know, are they thinking of things that are not produced yet? You know what I'm saying? Bro,
1: like, in five years, we're going to be like, hey, can you believe uh, the iPhone uh, you can now, uh, fuck, it. I, I don't even, I can't even fathom. I can't even fathom. I'm wait, like I'm waiting for the eye whore. <laughs> Where are the eye whores? If Chris's wife is listening to this episode, I do apologize. <laughs> oh, she's waiting for it too. Uh, wow. Okay. So, like, ten years ago, I didn't. I didn't think. Like, let's look at TikTok for example. Right. Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I was making. Well, no, ten. Ten years ago, I was making videos for Funny or Die. Right. Right. Will Farrell's company or website. Right. right. And I always wished there was a way I could do it on my phone sure. and then upload it to YouTube. Now we have TikTok. Now we have all this, all these apps where you could upload content. It's so, like, basically, anything, anytime I th- say to myself, oh, I wish this would be on a phone or I wish this," there would be a platform for this, somebody else, it comes out. Somebody
0: else is thinking of it Power and they producing to them.
1: it. Power to them because they can code and they can do all that shit I can't do. So why invent it myself? I am
0: Fuck it! I'm lucky I can wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Never get out to do that well. well Sometimes,
1: but let's bring it back into uh, Ring of Honor and what happens to Ring of Honor now? Okay. Okay. Because there's we a, go. there's a lot of people worried because Tony Khan's announced he's going to be the booker, so the show is going to go on. So
0: they're not just
1: going to absorb it; they're going to actually keep they're gonna that They're going to continue, alternate... continue the fucking company.
0: They're going to use it more as a uh, breeding ground for younger wrestlers. That's what I think.
1: I think you use it like as that's their NXT. You use it as development for AEW. Everybody's complaining about how the AEW roster is stacked. We've complained sure. for sure. Now you take those younger now you guys. have somewhere to put them and fucking send them. You make them big things in Ring of Honor. And the beautiful part and it's about it's another it, program. And and I trust Tony Khan because think about who's around him. Every Wednesday, every Friday, you have Brian Danielson. You have CM Punk, who used to book Ring of Honor before he took off to the big leagues. Right. You have all these like Ring of Honor regulars, you know. So Tony Khan's got huge supporters of that, uh, you know, that platform. Mm-hmm. I guess and we're seeing cool shit already at AEW Revolution CM Punk came out to his in his ring of honor entrance his old uh, attire his old music and it fucking that crowd lit up he was coming out to AFI he was wearing his long trunks his straight edge jacket it was fucking amazing chris and then they proceeded to have one of the best dog collar matches i've ever seen in wrestling uh, rivaling Piper, and uh, ooh, you can settle this debate for me. It was Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine, wasn't it? Bam!
0: In the Carolinas.
1: Oh, oh, I got a friend that owes me 20 bucks, Chris. I knew my wrestling knowledge. I knew my wrestling knowledge. So, anyways, so that's something they have that Vince McMahon doesn't have, that WWE doesn't have, and honestly, I'm as happy as hell, man, because wrestling in 2022 is fucking awesome. Now, let's get... To uh, the next bit of news, and then we'll talk about Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Come on, Dan. Jeff Hardy just recently uh, debuted in AEW. They man, it it was quick that Hardy boys reunion. Let's they turned Matt Hardy faster than you could turn a page in a book. Man, that it was just like. They had a a little meeting at the Andrade Hardy family office. Andrade backstabs Matt Hardy along with the tag team private party that has been with Matt Hardy now for like a a year, maybe two. Um, And then, boom, we hear the actual old-school Hardy Boys theme music that they used during the Attitude Era. Jeff Hardy comes out. His brother's getting beat up. they
0: call themselves Team Extreme?
1: I was about to say, it's the reuniting of... The team extreme. You, you fuckers. No, they call them. They're calling them the Hardy, the Hardy Boys. Fucks. It has never been called Team Extreme yet. They have not called them that yet. So settle down, Chris. We will hit up Tony Khan and we will let him know that they can't use that name. And then this podcast will be hated. Oh, he'll know. But uh, no. But what was what was surprising was that Hardy Boys theme music that played. So they, that's actually,
0: that's, uh, that's the, doesn't WWE own that?
1: Here's the thing, Chris, I did my research for this cause I'm sitting see- Did research y'all. Well, when it comes to a potential lawsuit, I think maybe it's the Jewish person in me, but I, <laughs> I look up my re I do my research. God damn it. Yeah. So Dan's half Jewish. That music Just the cheap part. Yeah, very much so. Um, that music was produced and owned by a person named Zach Tempest. He also did hardcore Holly and Crash Holly's music. Da da Whatever. Um, WWE never bought the rights to that music. They just paid Zach Tempest to, to use it, it to use it during the Attitude Era. Huh. So it was never officially owned by WWE. So he had the ability to sell it. And the Hardys just, I guess, just never used that music when they were outside of WWE. Never thought to use that music. Jeff has always been about, okay, I'm going to use my own music. Now, whether that's good or not, I'm going to let everybody else. It's subjective. Um, And Matt Hardy did different gimmicks, like the Delete. The Nero near, The Delete, Delete gimmick, all that stuff. So they never had the opportunity to use that on television. So, now the Hardys are in AEW, uh, and they're using their old school music, and uh, we're going for one final uh, uh, Hardy Boys run. The funny thing was, when Jeff was coming out, his brother's getting beat up. Jeff runs out, starts dancing to the music, and then runs back. (laughs) It's
0: like, homie, homie. He took time enough, saving his brother.
1: He took five seconds to do that fucking little dance he does, (laughs) and then he ran into the ring.
0: (laughs) Did you see? Did you see the TikTok of these two kids and they and they're 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 like in, they're in a school like maybe a junior high school, and they're all wearing uniforms. Yeah. And these two kids and there's a big crowd of people and these two kids are beating the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. And while they're beating the shit out of each other, there's another kid like that do, does start that, dancing that's and doing shit. break dancing.
1: <laughs> Like right next to him. <laughs> and then the camera just centers on that kid because it's the most badass thing. No, you yeah. like, holy shit, it's Jeff Hardy. I fucking love that. But yeah, no, that video is one of my favorite videos of all time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's – should we get to Wednesday?
0: <laughs> uh, oh, we? by the way, just to let you know. Go ahead. Um, for the folks that don't know, um, there's going to be a live event at – um, Gillies, downtown Dallas. Oh, April
1: 1st, yes, at Gillies.
0: And uh, with Jeff
1: Jarrett's Jeff Jarrett, podcast. Conrad Thompson, Jeff Hardy... Oh, they added uh, a fourth guy. Uh, I don't no, remember. No, no, no.
0: Jeff is actually a fourth guy. Um, Eric Bischoff's going to be there. Eric
1: Bischoff, right. Conrad Thompson, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Hardy, right there at Gillies Dallas, April first. Sure. I will not be there.
0: I want to encourage folks. Uh, if you want to go support Jeff, uh, Jeff's a good friend of the podcast.
1: Uh, Jeff Jarrett, not Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Yes, Jeff Jarrett. Because the Team Extreme debacle. But hey, we might bring him on the podcast at some point and get it Maybe? settled. You and Kit and the Hardy Boys, Matt and then I'm... Be the
0: one, because I remember when we were up there, when we were there mm-hmm. doing tours
1: with WWF
0: at the time, that Matt was the one that was like, hey, I really like your shirts. Yeah. Because we had cert- shirts designed. He loves like, bringing up
1: this fucking and story.
0: We, and he was like, wow, Team Extreme, that's cool. I, I dig those shirts. It was the eighth time and, you brought this story up. Fucking... I know. I'm just saying.
1: Let me just ask: if I had
0: Matt, and Matt seems like he was probably the creative side of the mm-hmm. team.
1: You see, look at, at you. Time. Look you know at you.
0: Saying. Look at you. You're well, just throwing out accusations. He, uh, he was nice to look, me. I'm just look, saying.
1: If I, if we get them, and I get you and Kit, would it be a cordial episode? I'm sure it would. Can you can you guarantee that out of Kit? Well, I can't <laughs> that. No. Kits, everybody
0: knows Kits a loose cannon, (laughs) you know, and he's in his 60s and and he's uh, and kind of sort of doesn't give a shit anymore. There you go. Uh, So So, that episode is not happening. You know what?
1: But we can do we can do you and and Matt Hardy. We can try. We can try. I know you would keep it cordial and maybe. But you know what, man? Maybe it was. you bring it up at the very last of the interview. Maybe it was a WWE thing.
0: Well, because you had been working, you
1: had been working with them. I know you had worn that shirt backstage in front of creatives. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't that.
0: And at the time, I'll be honest with you. Go ahead. They were notorious for stealing shit from small promotions.
1: You're talking about WWE. WWE at the time
0: was notorious at the time. We did a gimmick. We did a gimmick on our TV show here locally for NWA Southwest, where one of our wrestlers um, went to the ring and was hit with a chair. Okay. And got amnesia.
1: Jesus. Well, no, not in real. No, this it was a kayfabe. it, it, yeah, kayfabe. it was a kayfabe,
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, in our storyline, he got amnesia. Okay. And the following four weeks came out thinking he was another wrestler.
1: Cool. Oh, who did WWF did that? They, they did st- do that. They
0: stole that motherfucker out from under oh,
1: us. Who did and that? We,
0: and we were on TV.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they
0: stole that and, and the following the Do you f-
1: remember who WWF used instead? Remember. I, I remember the storyline. I can't place the wrestlers.
0: I can't either. It if was, you I, if you remember, I don't it, know, if it wasn't listening. Eugene, was it? Did Eugene No, do that? Eugene was the special needs. Yeah, I know, character. but I thought maybe he they might have put that on him. But mm-hmm. but we did it for four weeks. I want to say maybe and it at was. at the fourth week, they started doing it on WWE, and we, you know, we squashed it.
1: Yeah. We Wow. Quit wow. So maybe ninety percent, ninety percent fucking chance the Hardys didn't take that name from y'all.
0: Or well, somebody came up with it in creative, and then that, gave it to the Hardys. And we were the NWA mm-hmm. World Tag Team Champions at the time. Yeah. You know, kick Carson, Chris Germany, team extreme. We came out to the ring blowing okay. fire. Okay, so, and, but, but, you know.
1: but, do they, okay, so if I'm a creative, if I'm in WWF creative, all right, do I go, okay, let's push these NWA tag team guys because their name's awesome or let's steal their name and give it to these 18-year-old Just long-haired, so easy to do it. baggy pants right. wearing these girl, girls are screaming every time they come out to the ring. Right. Not saying it's right. I'm just going with the decision making of creative Vincent yep. Man signing it. I don't think the Hardys took that name from you, well, dog. it came out of
0: Jim Ross's mouth, so.
1: Jim, I mean, but Jim Ross is so just some, sitting there with but a headset. somebody on. tells him to use. Someone that, tells Jim. him. <laughs> Someone tells him. Okay, I needed a headset on Wednesday night. So how do we? We went to go to the, the House of Comedy Plano. So no, no, no gripes we, on the House of Comedy. We had a, wonderful time, you had a wonderful time. You had a wonderful time. You had a wonderful time. Dan had such just, a good set, y'all. Let me just shut up. Let me just preference with the House of Comedy Plano. Thank you for having what us. What a Wonder, wonderful club. Wonderful venue. Wonderful establishment. Let's, I don't know how we tell this story. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, by the way, thank you to Brittany
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you to Brittany Goss, uh, who who will who will, we will have on the podcast because she knows her world class. She does. Um, how do I? Uh, this show was not for me. This show <laughs> was not. You know, you don't put this show on paper. Uh, so imagine the largest bag of dicks you can imagine. Okay, hey, 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 hey. I didn't. I didn't eat a whole bag of dicks there. If I could title my set. <laughs> It was called "Oops, All Recovery."
0: If uh, <laughs> if a bag of dicks was a subway sandwich,
1: uh, Chris, Chris, was I really that bad? No, you were fine. Okay.
0: Dan, it just Dan was Dan was eating the six inch,
1: and it's not that it's not that I knew I wasn't going to fit in with this show beforehand. Dude, you, did great. you were a great host. No, you were a great. host. Of course, host. I'm a great host. Anybody's good at bringing people up. That's nah, not a that's thing. Not true. You're that's not, that a, not a talent. Son. I did not have a good set. All right, guys. So, the majority of the, start the crowd from the beginning.
0: <sighs> Who were we there with?
1: We were there with G- uh, uh, biker hypnotist Gary Williams, very nice guy, headliner, L- very nice guy. Looks eerily like Alex Jones. I, if, you, if you're listening right now, Gary, tell you, something, you look like Alex Jones. Uh, we have uh,
0: pig people and, and there's a pizza pizza parlor <laughs> and they're eating babies. So
1: was that his material? I don't. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Oh, so that's Alex Jones.
1: Oh, is that Alex Jones? It's, <laughs> have you ever listened to Alex Jones? No, I have a brain. <laughs> <is fucking> <laughs> I have a nah, brain. I'm telling Chris. you right
0: now, there's uh, a yeah, yeah, Hillary Clinton's eating babies and
1: so. L- l- if no one, if, pizza if no one, if no, if how would you describe my act, Chris? Is it for um, middle aged people? No,
0: Dan is uh, Dan is a very um, like you got to be cynical. A, you know, you but you got to be thinker. Like you gotta I'm pay attention. I'm a cynical,
1: deep thought. Um, you know, I like doing bait and switch. Yeah, you're. And not, I like complaining about things. Yeah,
0: you're not yelling. Get her done. And stuff
1: I'm not, like and I'm not. No catchphrase. It's all like I'm taking to this direction. Boom! Here we are. We're right here in a completely different direction. That's the formula I, I like. I Enjoy Dan's act uh, immensely. But that's the thing. You're another comic. So, like, you can see the directions, and you kind of appreciate. Right. You appreciate where I can take my jokes, how I act out my jokes. Dan directs stuff that I,
0: Dan's punchlines are things I wouldn't normally think of. Yeah, Thank you.
1: Thank you. I I like, I enjoy my set. I mean, I think. If you ever get a chance to see Dan dancing. Thank you please we're putting out take this time. we're putting out that disclaimer because i went up in front of these people and the first joke right off the bat i do this great new bit about long john silvers and i guess that wasn't the direction to go because this middle-aged crowd fucking loves long john silvers it was their mecca
0: i, I just don't think that they were uh you know okay here's here's what some folks people that are listening that aren't in the uh that maybe don't know comedy or are not in the comedy business. That the host, you you think well, the host got the easiest job, does you know the smallest amount of time? And, no, and, no. And right here, here we go. Though, uh, here's the point: that the hardest job
1: in a <laughs> <laughs> I'm growling, I'm not snoring.
0: <laughs> the hardest job is the host job because you are the sacrificial lamb. You are the oh, one was that, that is night. setting the pace. For, uh, for the night of
1: comedy, and... Chris, it, my reputation, uh, 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 no less than five years ago, was I was the best MC and opener in DFW. You're great. You're okay? Great. You're great. So, imagine my shock <laughs> when I'm up on stage doing my thing and i can't when, i can't bounce when a quarter 40
0: middle aged uh, people could not get fucking, some of your
1: couldn't fucking bounce a quarter off of them that's how they were so everything i disagree everything i hated they liked and everything i liked they hated and that's how the jokes went there was one guy who fucking ordered food at the loudest possible volume he could during one of my jokes it did happen and i'm going okay they don't like me. So, if I dig into this guy for ordering like he's at a fucking drive-thru, all right? They're going to... But if I let it go, maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring him up. They'll be like, oh, maybe... Yeah, he's really cool. He's not eating that guy... I just knew you were going to lean over and go, what did you order? He's he, No, I could hear very clearly what he ordered. <laughs> he ordered another uh, bowl of wings. That's what he ordered. Yeah, okay, can I get
0: a second bowl of wings? You
1: know, I'm, I'm going to take that yeah. s- a- another set of wings... So I let and it go. And Hillary Clinton's eating babies. I and... let that was a weird that was a weird <laughs> thing to say to the waitress. Can I get one more baby. So I let it go because I'm thinking, okay, the crowd will think I'm cool because I let that go. Did that happen? Fuck no. They proceeded to one guy heckled my oldest joke. My joke that I use. Which used, is actually one of my favorite thank jokes. Thank you. It's everyone's favorite joke. <laughs> I love that People joke. People quote me on this joke, but now I use it. I only use it because there's a lot of times I leave it out because it's 16 years old and I've grown as a comic. But I only bring it out when I need it. Like, it's a This will get them. This will get them. This will get them on my side. <laughs> Did it? No. They heckled it. They heckled it, so and then the closer, the children's hospital bit, which I have a different that, closer and now. That's my. I love that joke too. Here's, but here's how, I am such a fucking professional, Chris, that even when I want to bail out early, I don't bail yeah, out no. early. In my in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm Dan getting the fuck. Dan thought he was bailing early. I and was. Hit,
0: and hit he. he I was, hit 15, 15 even right on the button. <laughs>
1: Because apparently when I said, all right, guys, here's your announcements. I'm going to tell a couple of, I'm going to tell these announcements, tell a couple jokes, get on out of here. That was at the point where I should have that been lit, it. but like, I can't even bail early because I'm such a fucking, uh. they gave him a list of announcements. And so
0: Dan does the announcements, resets the crowd, and then goes into his, Closer.
1: And yeah, my children's hospital bit, because I knew how it was going to leave them. And that was going to be my small victory that night. I was planning this close, this other closer that's like, yay. But since they weren't laughing at that shit, I'm like, well, they're definitely not going to laugh at this closer. So you know what? I'm going to bring out Children's Hospital, and I'm going to leave them. Ugh! And that's exactly what I did. That's my small <laughs> fucking victory. Okay? That is th- my small I victory. I thought
0: your introduction for me was perfect.
1: What did uh, I say? No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, that was my closer. Please <laughs> welcome my uh, podcast partner, Chris Germany. So I'm like, so I'm thinking, nah, man. Nah, 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 nah. I always play the podcast. I'm I'm thinking they're going to, they're just going to eat Chris alive. Cause I'm just like, well, they didn't like me. They're not going to like Chris. Chris goes up there fucking 10 minutes, standing ovations, applause breaks. Uh, I think, a, I think someone threw flowers somebody at did, you. Somebody did a cartwheel. Someone did a fucking cartwheel. They started ordering their food quietly. Um, you were great. You were the best fucking set I've seen from you because they were just they were into you. You want to know why? Because you got that blue collar twang to you. You're around their fucking age. They can relate to me. I was treated like a liberal fucking stepson that came to Thanksgiving. They were like, "Oh, we like this guy. He's a loser like us." No, (laughs) I don't like that first guy. He, had, he seems like he thinks he's better than we are. He's gonna live longer. That first guy. He's gonna. He's got years to go.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, Chris had a good night. Uh, I had a bad night. And the way the House of Comedy Plano does it um, is like feet, local feature acts, MC, right. while while yeah, normally the... opening acts feature with less time. The,
0: the uh, hosting duties are more important than the feature,
1: and that's a that's an old school I way of that's doing great. it. I love it. No, I do, I do too. Up until that night. Yeah. No, what was funny was like Brittany was Britney was like, "Would you like to do one of these again?" And I said, "Absolutely not." This <laughs> is. <laughs> and then, but Chris is there. Listen, I'll take stage time whenever I can get. Oh it. no, I told I told her book Chris. They fucking <laughs> loved him. Chris will definitely be back. These people see me again. They're going to fucking riot and well, burn the place you down. Know, we
0: all, you know, and I, I eat shit in front of a younger crowd. So.
1: But I'm having, I'm having this problem in comedy and I'm going to, I'm going to open up a little bit. I'm having this problem where I, where I have a good set. I love comedy for a couple of days and then I'm back to, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Sure. And then when I have a set like that, like I didn't do anything on Thursday. I was just sitting on the couch. <laughs> Playing PlayStation, not streaming, nothing, going, I want to quit comedy. <laughs> so it's it's to the point, and I don't know how many years of comedy I have left, but it all resets, whether I have a good set or a bad set, it all comes back to, like, I want to find something else. So, and maybe you can help me with this, I've been taking care of myself this past week. I've been working out. Touch your toes and stuff. Eating. <laughs> See my rowing machine. I got back there. I'm getting my cardio back up. Dan's got a rowing machine. Yeah, <laughs> let's never th- been in a boat in his life. I actually, I have. Actually, I have. I grew up in Southeast Texas. How dare you, sir? I was out. I've been out on a boat more times than you, sir.
0: Dude, I'm. T- uh, I was talking about you know a uh, 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 trash barge.
1: I hate you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about pontoon boats here, Chris. Okay. I'm talking speed boats, fishing boats. <laughs> And a little a bit little of pontoon little, boats. Okay, yeah. No, you can invite it to parties out on a boat. It's yeah. usually a pontoon Barty boat. Barge. Look, look, look. What I'm saying is, I'm eating right. I'm fucking working out. Here's what I'd like to do, Chris. Okay. In the next year, two years. Okay. I want to have a wrestling match. Okay.
0: We'll we'll work on that. We'll we'll take it to, uh, if you uh, if you think Dan should uh, no, train no, no. for a we're wrestling match. No, no, no. We're
1: not <laughs> doing a poll. Fuck you. Here's here's what I'm saying. Will you do me the honor when I get my cardio up and sure. I get in shape? Will you do the honor of training Dan I'll dancing?
0: start touching my toes so I can train you a little bit, Dan. Oh, you,
1: you need to train to yeah, train me. I got to <laughs> train <laughs> so I can train Dan. And then on a Counting Lights wrestling show, yeah, we'll figure something
0: out. We can like uh, listen. Get me, a full look, match is is a is a lot to
1: take. In I your know. 30s. I'm Diamond Dallas Page in this shit. Okay. He's my he's my inspiration, bro. Like, okay. actually, I was gonna ask you to bring the DDP I yoga. I will bring. I will
0: bring you. The I got yoga Saturday. mats. Okay. I,
1: I'm fucking serious about this. I'm gonna do yoga. I'm gonna Did get my cardio. Did you say yogurt? Yo- I got yo. I got yogurt, bro. Dan's I got ordered- yogurt. I yogurt ordered- <laughs> mats. I-, I wasted the savings account. Got all this yogurt, bro. And I got
0: all this yogurt, man. It's not even healthy yogurt. Yeah, and they're uh, eating babies, and-
1: it's actually the gogurt. It's actually, it's <laughs> a- it's that sugary shit. Dan's eating yogurt. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I got yoga mats. I'm 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 on okay, that thing. I'm coming, on that thing doing a K, one well, K rowing. Did you every, get that? That's my roommate's. He bought it. He doesn't use it. Mm-hmm, well, so I figured somebody in the house needs fucking, to.
0: That's actually an impressive piece of equipment. Well, thank
1: you. Uh, what do you think about the rowing machine? <laughs> oh. Well, that wraps up. <laughs> that wraps up. You gotta you gotta <laughs> Not close. Quite. You gotta close on we a gotta, clever okay, dick a, joke. Th- you gotta close on it. Okay. So you gotta train to train me. I gotta train to train. You can't that. just sit there and be like pick up that barbell or no, some shit. No no
0: no no. I wanna show you how to be able to take a bump and
1: I mean I've watched I watched enough tough enough. I know how to take a bump. Oh Jesus. I know how to do things. I'm fucking with you. i are you now when you're training, are you one of those like militant types? Pretty militant. No shit. Am I gonna see a whole other side of you? Uh, you might. Jesus Christ. I was a pretty good trainer at one time. Really? Who Well, you trained Spanky. Spanky, yeah. Name uh, some other people.
0: We, well, there there was a couple uh, local guys here that got some pretty good pushes and, you know, and, and here's here's the honest truth is that I feel like I was involved in uh mentoring a lot of young guys. You know, I want to get them through. on the podcast and
1: see if they agree with this.
0: Well, I mean. They're you, like, who? <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: You know, you spend time with guys. Yeah. And you give them uh, to, uh, pointers and, you know, I mean, it's some people are naturals. And some people, honest to God, it takes them two, three years. I to feel like I'd be it. a
1: natural. I feel like I'd be a natural.
0: If you think Dan's a natural.
1: I feel like yeah, we'll, we'll do a poll on that. <laughs> I feel like I'm a natural. Damn, natural. Well, no. Here's what I feel like I'm a natural: the showmanship. I feel like I'm a naturalist. Okay. That. You know, charisma, uh-huh. maybe not. I don't know.
0: How about athletic ability?
1: Athletic. How if, many? Look, what kind of sports did you play, Dan? When I okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Glad okay. I can talk about this. Uh, uh, little league baseball, little league soccer. Okay, and then as I got into high school, some basketball. All right, and freshman football. How tall are you, Dan? Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, five, six? I'm being nice. Five and, six.
0: Uh, when you were playing football, what kind of water did you serve?
1: See, I thought you were going to ask me what position, and okay. I was going to say second string bench. <laughs> second string water boy is what. We, 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 you should drink, nah, You should drink the water. Freshman football, though. Freshman football. We had a lot. I mean, because I mean, freshman year, not all the kids are developed. Even the athletic ones. Hmm. So we had a lot of we had a lot of kids that were freshman height. in my house. I mean, yeah, but he's a gargantuan, you know, he's a fucking, we didn't, I mean, yeah, there were one or two giants, there were one or two tit- titans, you know, but, you know, fucking, you know, it's not unusual to see a small, you know, I don't even remember my position, I never saw the field, but I did play basketball, I did play basketball, junior high, a little bit of high school, okay. found pot, and was just like, fuck athletics. If I got into better shape, I could get that athleticism back—at least enough to have a wrestling match. Okay. Oh well. uh I used to be able, you know, Chris. I used to be able to like kick, and my foot would hit my head. That's how athletic that's I used to be. That's not
0: what you're supposed to do.
1: Well, no, I'm not kicking myself in the head, but I can get my foot all the way up past my head. Like, mm-hmm. I used to be really, I did taekwondo, I did fucking. That's,
0: that's more, that leans yeah. a little bit more towards it. So. Yeah, see,
1: I used okay. to I used to be able to do all, all that right. shit, and then I found pot and comedy and all that shit, and drinking, lots <laughs> of drinking. Man, you want to talk about, I had Scott Hall level drinking yes. talent.
0: And, yeah, and like what? Fucking twenty.
1: <laughs> twenty. Fucking shit. Nineteen, bro. Nineteen. So I mean, I don't know. I think I could I think I could Okay. I could definitely work a crowd. Let's let's uh unless let's... you go to Wednesday. Then I couldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan works so hard. If
1: if that crowd is there for my wrestling match, then no, we're not it's not gonna be good. But no, I'm I'm dead serious about this. I'm I'm motivated. Okay. You know? I want to be team extremes like next disciple. Ooh, that's what we'll call me, the extreme (laughs) disciple. Okay, I'm not so good at naming. I'm not uh, so good. I I think I'm gonna have to get Kit involved in this. Oh no, 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 I don't. I don't want to do like barbed wire bat shit. No,
0: Kit. You know, Kit was an all-state. Illinois all-state. Kit
1: is going to hurt me to the point where I don't want to do this anymore. You know, Kit's. You know,
0: and honestly, I've got some connections, and I have. Places that, you know, can help Dan train.
1: Really? Oh, so, Of course. Name some. I want to know. Uh, well, I mean, the Dog Pound. The Dog Pound? Well, that's... Uh, Rodney, Rodney Mac. Rodney Mac. Oh, you know. We'd I have mean, to go to San Antonio.
0: But, but, you know, listen, I've got a little pool. I can see what I can do. So, I mean, you know... Let me get
1: my cardio together. Right. It's not going to... Dan, start
0: running around the block.
1: It's not going to take weeks. It's going to take months to get my cardio back. Plus, i got to quit jeweling. i got to quit you know, inhaling shit and get my heart better, you know. Well, we're going to right. make Dan's dream come true. It's not, you know, it's not. My dream is actually just to get out of stand-up. That's, <laughs> that's my dream. Well, you know, being paralyzed, that'll get you out <laughs> that's, of stand-up. That, that'll get me out of so much. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the, the, the government would send me money. If you could just paralyze me now, <laughs> you know. I want
0: to uh, No man,
1: like, Chris. I want to be. I have to raise a family. Chris, I want to be the next big E. <laughs> I'm. Hey, he's all right. He's all right. He's he's gonna be okay. It was a joke. Okay. Well, that was that was fun. We we. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, Dan, tell folks to come out and see me on Thursday, would you? Oh,
1: shit. Yeah, that's right. Thursday, uh, uh, the 17th, right? That's right. It's going to be the St. Patrick's Day show over at the Addison Improv with Chris. It's, it says on the flyer, Chris McGermany. Um, but it's also going to have Chris Germany, Liz Splat, Bridget Tooley, uh, fucking who else, Tom Murphy, Brett O'Brien. Who else is on that fucking show, Chris? Uh,
0: Farwin. No. Billy
1: McFarland. Yeah. yeah, Billy McFarland's a fun guy. I fun, love Billy. Funny guy. Known Billy a long time. He's a great guy. Um, it's going to be a great, great show over at the Addison Improv on uh, the 17th, and we can announce this. It's a couple of months uh, uh, away, I'd say, but this sure. summer, July 1st and July 2nd, Counting Lights Podcast is heading back to the comedy arena. Comedy arena. In McKinney. McKinney, Texas. I'm not going to announce. Well, you know what? I'll announce our opener is going to be Bridget Tooley, who I... Who I mentioned uh, on Chris's show, Bridget Tooley. Uh, I saw her at like her second open mic, and I was just like, she, she's gonna, she's gonna get better, and she's gonna be great. Yeah. and she's put in the hard work. And I think she's ready. I think I'm she's interested ready.
0: to see her set. I, 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 I think she's that, ready. So. I've
1: heard nothing but good things. So it's going to be Bridget Toole, Chris Germany, and myself headlining uh, the Comedy Arena July 1st and July 2nd out in McKinney. Uh, when we have t- ticket info available, we will let you know. But we're just filling you in really, really uh, early. By the way,
0: the uh, Counting Lights uh, wrestling event has changed dates. It's changed. Date change.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> uh, will be
0: O'Collins Brewery
1: on May 14th now. May 14th. And when we get ticket info for that, we will let you know. Follow us on Twitter at counting underscore lights. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash counting lights podcast. And follow us on TikTok, TikTok at counting lights podcast. Uh, send us an email, counting lights podcast at gmail.com. And again, thank you guys so much for listening, getting us sponsored. Monetize all that shit. We got sponsors coming. I never thought we'd see the day. Some well, of them we haven't seen them yet. So, well, but some of these episodes, uh, <laughs> some of these episodes maybe go this. Nah, this shit ain't happening. Um, but we're so happy. We're so happy that you guys have come here and chosen to listen to our bullshit. We didn't know what to expect when we started this podcast. And, uh, and and Chris, let me just say something. Uh, you have grown as a comic, a podcaster. Thank you. Uh, you've taken me to places in the wrestling world. I never thought, I never thought I'd be, you know. Backstage at a large wrestling not, event. Not only that, but across the table from Gangrel, across the table from Jeff Jarrett, Kevin, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, yeah. has been on this program twice. One in person, one via Zoom call. He was a fill-in that week like to have Kevin Sullivan. What a great guy, too. But, Chris, uh, we've shared this journey together, and there's nobody else I'd rather share this journey with. Thank you, sir. So thank you guys for making this a thing that we can upgrade, improve on, and keep fucking putting out episodes, and you guys keep coming back. He's Chris Germany. That's Dan Danzi. And this is the Counting Lights Podcast. We're wrestling and comedy. Lock up.